This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I'm it we love America! I like that laugh. <laughs> Excuse me, Dr. Funky? Uh, Fumke. Is that what it was? Yeah. Did I never tell you that? No, I never put that together. It's from the season one episode of Arrested Development, oh which God. Amy Poehler falls in love with Tobias. And she Aww. she misnames him Dr. Funky. And little Kevin said, okay, so clearly the hero of this story, <laughs> this whole show. <laughs> kind of the man. So I could name myself the Dr. audience Funky. avatar is Tobias. That's me. The everyman, the it, beloved. Me. Cut to 12, 13, 14 year old me downloading BitTorrents of Arrested Development mm. and making my mom watch them with me at the computer. <laughs> did your mom like it? I think she did. Well, now I don't know. I should ask her. I think she did. I think she thought it was funny. Yeah. My dad thought it was funny. Even though it was a hostage situation. I know, just to not be able to do it from the comfort of your couch is like my son's dragging me <laughs> to the desktop computer. She's probably, yeah, it's just a lot of Caroline's doing Isn't a lot that of- Tobias guy really something? <laughs> <laughs> I My mom got the DVD set from. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> from her best friend, one of her best friends who's like very, very funny. Uh-huh. Always like kind of has her her finger on the dial of like cool, funny things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she had bought us the DVD set and that's why we had it. And oh. so my mom was really into it because of that. It was a peer-to-peer recommendation. Peer-to-peer. Wow. Yeah. I think, yeah, like that shows for parents, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. In some ways. My dad loved the the chicken dance stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like quite a boomer show, but I feel like the boomers were digging it. No, but you know what's the cough for that? 30 Rock. The parents don't like 30 Rock. No. They like Arrested Development. They can They can get into that. Yeah, maybe because of Ron Howard. (laughs) It makes them feel safe. Yeah, wouldn't it for you? I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, if you hear that voice, then it just sounds like your childhood. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, like we're here with, what was it, Opie? Yeah, Opie or Richie Cunningham from Happy Days. Yeah. Happy Days is my (laughs) version of it. 
Sunday, Monday, faffy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, faffy days. <laughs> no days off. <laughs> nope. Fonzie going, hey, that's kind of the sound I, you know. <laughs> Instead of a jukebox, he's hitting it. Two, two thumbs. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's nasty. Um, Happy days. Someone make that fan art. <laughs> we'll make it. We'll sell it. Wait. Who's the Ron Howard of our time? Like the wholesome, you know, yeah, that make us star, feel safe. Joseph as Gordon, elderly Levin. people. <laughs> No. Yeah. Stop bringing hit record Joe into the conversation. <laughs> it's he's him. He's not though. part of the conversation. It's him. And he never has been. He, oh, he so has been, man. Uh, we watched. Has five- been is the word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did I watch 500 Days of Summer at your apartment 10 years ago for the first time? I believe I did. That's all he has. Okay. That's not true. Everything else is fine. Yes. Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, he has Don John where he jacks. <laughs> Speaking of faffy days, have you seen that movie? No. He's a he's addicted to jacking off in that movie. I will watch that for uh, Heaven is for Reels. We should because it's weirdly After Christian. we do Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't believe how much he j- He wrote and directed it himself. Yeah. And stars so in he it. was like, I'm in control here. Tony Danza plays his dad. And <laughs> there is, I think, 25 scenes of him jacking off. Because it's like oh, he's addicted to porn. Is he? He's a Kirk Franklin type in the movie. <laughs> I wish he was a Kirk Franklin. Type. Hey, <laughs> At least it would just be him watching the. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's true. Just watching. <laughs> yeah, I and guess then he... after it's over, he finishes it to the end. He closes his laptop <laughs> and he goes to dinner. <laughs> the narrative finishes when he goes to dinner. <laughs> Who is the Ron Howard of our generation? Is a really good question. Midland Manuel Miranda. Uh, actually, I was going to say him. Really? And unfortunately, like, it's not maybe like for you and I, but for millennials at large. Or actually, maybe little uh, Harry Potter. Radcliffe? I don't know. He's too alt now. But you know what? This is what I, I think it might be Radcliffe. Sorry to keep pointing my finger at you like I'm accusing <laughs> you of something. <laughs> the Western home is like, keep doing. What what's amazing about Ron Howard? <laughs> Jesus Christ! But what is interesting about him is Opie that or Richie. <laughs> he could, he could he was the man of a thousand phases. One day he's Opie, the next day he's Richie. He could it rained. You know I got called Opie all the time growing up. Well, that was I just, didn't want to ask. And that show is in black and white. But they, they still, still called me Opie. They revealed. knew. They knew. No, what was interesting about him is that he had a full, you know, first act of his career as an actor and then an extraordinary second act as a director. Yeah. Which is very hard. Like Rob Reiner, also similar. Oh, I know who it is. Who? Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Olivia Wilde is the Ron Howard or. <laughs> Kinda. Or is it Greta? Could it be? Well. Greta could be it. Like, think about Greta at like, you know, 80? 58. <laughs> Ron Howard's I'm not listening. 80 in Arrested Development. No, he's not. But We're he's, 80. He's quite old. <laughs> he's 60, He's 69 this year. Ron Howard's only 69 years old. He's been bald for a long time. Yeah, he seems way older than that. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't seen a photo of him in a while. 
Mm-hmm. So whenever that happens, I'm like, oh, next time I see that celebrity, they're going to look like Prince Philip, like casket ready. Casket ready is so funny. Old as hell. Anytime I wear a baseball hat, someone <laughs> says, you look like Ron Howard. Really? There'll be one person. In, if I wear a baseball hat consistently in a week, one person will say, you got a Ron Howard energy. I'm like, I don't think he's ugly, but I don't know if that's what I'm gunning for. My he's not known for being handsome. No, he's not. <laughs> so Again, sorry. who's the Ron Howard of I our didn't generation? Know Ron Howard has been dogging us for all these. I mean, you're the Ron Howard of our generation oh. from what it sounds like. That's what the community is trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, that's bleak. Feedback. If I'm the Ron Howard. That's crazy. Wait, so how do you feel about Ron Howard? Because I, I feel like I would feel differently if everyone's like, you look like Ron Howard. Uh, I feel positively about him mostly. Okay. I don't love his... His most recent movies, Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Terminator. You're a good Terminator vet. Have what you seen is that he movie? up to? No. Movie Heaven, Hillbilly Elegy. Okay. Starring Amy Adams and Glenn Close as yeah. a hillbilly. I'm having down. a little elegy of their own. I'm down. <laughs> but yeah. then, you know, Apollo 13. And then also Apollo the Apollo 13. Yeah. The Grinch. Yeah, the Grinch. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm Caroline. We're we're here to have good Christian fun. Is Ron Howard a Christian? You know what I like about him too? He seems to have a good relationship with Bryce. Yes. Mm. And she seems, from what we can tell, pretty normal. Well, she's a she's a little director herself now. She's mm-hmm. doing episodes of The Mandalorian. She just had a um A D home tour. Arrested Development home tour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, her house was interesting. Ron Ron Howard and Colin Farrell and how spiritually impacted Thailand Cave Rescue film. How spirituality impacted Thai Rescue. Okay. So they made they made a movie called 13 Lives a few years ago. That already came out? It sure did. With Colin Farrell? Yeah. Whoa. It came out in 2018. Whoa. Didn't it? Yes, it did. Marketing team beefed it on that one. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It didn't come out in 2018. It came out in 2022. But it was on Amazon. So Amazon is where movies go to die. Yeah. Like a lot of streaming stuff. Damn. But yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, now I'm at jesusisprecious.org slash hell slash unhappydays.ht. <laughs> Wait. It's one of these websites. Oh, no. Like from the old internet, Caroline. Dang. Text goes all the way across the screen. Ron Howard, who for decades was the poster boy for the religious right conservatives in America, shocked the world in 2006 in the Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah. Da Vinci. In essence, the film claims that Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene, blah, 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 blah. Ron Howard has been an extremely has been extremely successful as a Hollywood producer, blaspheming the holy name of Jesus Christ, as is typical of elite Hollywood producers. Amen. Uh, Beverly Gray in her work, Ron Howard from Mayberry to the Moon and Beyond, says Ron <laughs> Howard is a Protestant, probably, <laughs> which is what I say on when I'm having my happy <laughs> days. It's like, oh, <laughs> to the Moon and Beyond. <laughs> Good Lord, this is this is from Second Service, but Mayberry also made me think. <laughs> what was it? What's the town they're from that they moved to? I poke her berries and I split. <laughs> Pokeberry Falls where the Barclays move. 
right. All right. <laughs> Yet Howard himself seems to believe something very different that Greg claims, even denying the creator. Ron Howard is no friend of Christianity. The claim that he is a Protestant is bogus by all indications. Oh my God, he's a liar. Concerning the shameful video of Ron Howard endorsing Obama's presidency. <gasps> shameful. Oh uh, yeah, he he reprised his role as Opie for a funnier die video saying, vote for Obama. Oh. Wow, what a moment in time that was. Wow, people really did did things for Obama. They did. They did too much for Obama. <laughs> uh, welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. We did this already. We did? Yeah. We did? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's do it again. Did we actually? Or did we do his GCF second service? Mm, I, th- I think we just did it earlier. Um, but anyway, welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Opie. And I'm Richie. <laughs> We're here to have, have good, good Christian, Christian fun. fun. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about, I don't think we did, because I don't remember saying Monday, this. Tuesday. GCF. Happy days. <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, GCF. It's just us tonight. So things are a little Can loose. Can you tell? Things are a little loose. Is that evident yet? We're not putting on a show for anybody. It's our first GCF with no guests this year because we, we, you know, we ran an episode of Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith's really successful podcast. Yeah. Two friends, three mics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was our first four person episode of GCF of the year. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. yeah. It was like they're here with us while yeah. we played the tape. But we have no guests for tonight. No. It's a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies and the entertainment made for, made by, made about Christians. But we're not here to make fun of you. And we're not here to make you go to church. We're just here to have fun. I'm almost positive I didn't say this before. You didn't say that part. But I think you I think you did say I'm Kevin. You, you might be right. You know, I listened I listened back to a wow or now today. Oh, you did? Where you said, I meant to say wow and I said now, but I'm Oh, yeah. And then you were like, you said Christian, though. And I was like, I didn't. Yeah, and you didn't. And you were right. And I need to be honest about that. Thank you for, oh my God. And I don't, I don't mean to gaslight you. Justice for Caroline is so rarely served on this podcast. It is. <laughs> it's rarely served. <laughs> the fact that you reviewed, not only reviewed the tape, but then let me know on air accountability. On air accountability. And not just like in a private text. It's like, so nice. Send you of like, thank you. Turns out you were right about this. <laughs> We're not here to make fun of you. I, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think I didn't say that part, but I might have said the first part. You know, only Emma will know and all of our listeners. Elmo? Emma. And, uh, well, <laughs> Elmo knows all. Elmo knows too much. <laughs> he knows According the, to that face. He knows the, the theme song to <laughs> Fappy Days, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he lives it. <laughs> and we don't mean to joke about this, but he was... We do pray for the victims of violence everywhere. Where do you fall on that? Because there's like that guy that that like made a statement today about that. That I, 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 I can't support. Number one, who is that guy? That's a guy that used to. So Caroline's. <laughs> Thank you for knowing what I'm talking I about. I cannot believe we're talking about this. About this guy, not about Elmo. That's like very <laughs> inevitable that this would come up. It's believable. There's a guy named Will Wheaton who was a sort of kid actor. Oh, from Stand By Me? Uh, yes, he is in Stand yeah, By Me. Okay, 
Okay. And he was Wesley on Star Trek The Next Generation. He was on a show called Eureka. And he's like kind of got this niche of he's in a lot of like sci-fi genre stuff and he's pivoted to like um convention stuff and board games. I'm I'm trying to accurately describe his role in the culture, okay. but he's like uh, by brand and by trade, like a, a nerd guy. Like okay. he's like I'm a convention he's guy. Like embraced that. Yeah, but kind he's also like yes, and he's also like, hey, be kind. He speaks out against like misogyny and video game culture, like you know. So he's cool. okay. He's doing things like that, and there's like there is some weird like stuff around him that I'm forgetting right now. Um, what am I forgetting? It's That's a really, whole like murder accusation. Yeah. You're like, eh, something weird. There's something weird happened. It's not relevant. But yeah, it, <laughs> it's not too relevant. But he put, he released a statement today in a heated Facebook post, which is still up. Yes, it is as of right now. Or no, it, this was five days ago. So as of this episode coming out, this is weeks old at this point. He, he's, and I thought it was a bit when I first started reading it, but it was a sincere takedown of the violence perpetrated against Elmo. And he By called Larry David. He called Larry David. Did he call him a shitty idiot? And shitty idiot Larry David couldn't leave it alone for some reason. He had to indirectly tell anyone who opened their hearts to a Muppet that they were stupid. And they th- he thought it was a good joke to physically attack and choke this character. He was beloved by children and adults alike. And you know what that tells impressionable young people about sharing their feelings? And he takes this opportunity to talk about violence he's experienced in his own life. And what uh, a man who would belittle and mock that isn't much of a man at all. Shame on you, Larry David. Aww. So I... I want to have no opinion on this, okay. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right. What is yours? You have Elmo in your living room where you don't have an opinion? Um, that he's like using the opportunity of Larry David grabbing Elmo's face on the Today Show? To- well, to be fair, I haven't actually watched the video of Larry David doing that. I've just seen the stills. <laughs> and just funnier. It, it looks incredibly violent. <laughs> Bits of fluff everywhere. You can't bring yourself to watch the video? (laughs) I thought it was funny. Or from what I saw, I don't know. I'm not a real video girl. And then, um, but then his point that like Elmo is basically a child. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good point. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be hurting kids. (laughs) So I don't know. I was hoping you'd, you'd have a feel for it but uh it sounds like you're kind of like this is a bit far i can't have strong i can't have a strong take on it i don't think i don't think in front of him well yeah i i'm i feel a little (laughs) compromised as it is (laughs) as far as like my ability to be honest kevin says choking elmo is good for you um mr kevin chokes a lot of things at home (laughs) (laughs) he didn't choke elmo he just put his hand on his face oh i thought he choked him no, 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 no. Really, I blame the father who was standing right there watching it all happen. Elmo's father, Ron, was there. Elmo has a father? Oh, yeah, and he talks like this. Oh, my gosh. You didn't know Elmo has a dad? Sorry. I, please forgive me <laughs> for crossing your threshold and not 
knowing anything about Amos family. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, it's just weird. Oh, like, for, no, forgive me. If you're if you're gonna grant the premise he has a ch- he's a child, then he has a mommy and a daddy. You're absolutely right, and I, the fact that I didn't think about that is so callous. Is Elmo's dad named Ron? It's Louie. <laughs> Should be Ron. Elmo's dad is Louie. <laughs> Louie. I remember Louie first because um, Louie zoomed Elmo during the BLM protests and <laughs> explained what they were protesting to Elmo. And then Elmo said, Elmo wants to fight racism too. Aww. Which Really? It was really cute. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, 2020 was a different time. I was crying at Louie zooming at Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> was, 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 no one was having About a good BLM. one. <laughs> oh, my God. That was kind of my marching, was watching that and crying. <laughs> I didn't want to go out there Kevin to held the up a fist while he was watching Elmo talk to Louie. <laughs> Kevin posting later that day, I stand with Elmo standing with <laughs> anti-racism everywhere. I mean, it's so hacky to say, but (laughs) this is like, just imagine Susie. What the fuck, Larry? Why would you put your hand on him? He's like, what? People have been doing that. Like, it's perfect. It's perfect. It is. It is extraordinarily on brand. Yeah. It's so silly. And we don't understand all the elements and aspects to it. But yeah. Thoughts and prayers all involved. (laughs) Curb your enthusiasm back for its final season. Uh, as of this week yeah. or last week as you recorded. Hasn't this. he said that before about Curbed? He's never said this is actually the final season. He's oh, like, he's just like, I'm done. Final. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm kind of surprised that it is the final season. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, just kidding. You yeah. Know? And there was one more. Did, did more. Yeah. Oh, it was, I will say the thing that was helpful. I have one friend that I'm not going to name because she might be a friend of this podcast. But after we've been talking a lot on the phone recently, and after every four sentences, she'll say, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and I was watching Curb and J.B. Smooth's talking to Larry. He's like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and Larry's like, yeah, I know what you mean. You don't have to say, you know what I mean? And he keeps saying it. He's it's like, Larry. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do that, Larry. I can't do the the big dick energy, Larry. You know, uh, when he gets like that, yeah. his register is so low. The octaves are so low. Um, Listen, we're talking about a Cristiano Brothers film. Joint. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a joint. I guess it's a joint. Crime of the age. Crime of the age. But before we get to that, Caroline, I want to take your temperature on something. The Grammys. Uh, the yes. Grammys, as we record this, happened mere days ago. Did you watch the Grammys? Yes, I did. What did you think? What were the highlights and lowlights? Oh, man. This was an interesting Grammys. I got to say, I feel like they really brought it this really? year. Yeah. Was Trevor Noah hosting again? Trevor Noah was hosting. He was fine. He was like inoffensive, you know, which is mm-hmm. great. Seems like a weird job to have. But I guess if the outcome is you might date Dua Lipa for a little bit, you'd be like, y'all. Oh, my God. The way he like kept talking about how great her performance was when she was done. Was really? Like, oh, you. no. I don't really get Trevor Noah. Yeah? I don't get, like, what his thing is. He's like a smart little cutie. I don't know if he's that funny. Yeah, but I he's, think, like, supposed to be funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but now 
who's supposed to be funny. Now, late night comedy is where you go to learn about gerrymandering. <laughs> is my take. It's like, okay. that's not where people are funny. That's where John Oliver talks to you for that's 26 John minutes. That's John Oliver, yeah. But it's all that, like, that's Seth Meyers, too, where he's oh, like, really? a closer like, look at tax reform. Educating. And that's what it feels people. like to me. I'm being with a broad brush. Anyway. That's why I only watch Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Because he's not explaining There's anything to anybody. No brains involved. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, the Grammys was great. Um. I really, the like the surprise appearances. Um. I thought were so great and like delivered. Joni. Joni. Tracy Chapman. Celine Dion. Ooh. Who I thought was like. Was like, yeah, immobile. Immobilized, yeah. yes. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, she's here. Wow. And of course, you're leaving a big one out. Who? BJ. Novak? Billy Joel. Oh. <laughs> Novak. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Grammy stage. BJ, is this right? BJ Novak. <laughs> and Mindy Kaling. They play the office game. <laughs> Dakota Johnson says, fuck you. <laughs> BJ does like a long Austin Powers skit for some reason. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Billy Joel. Did you listen to that new song? I sure did. Because one of one of my my Bruce fam, she's from Long Island, and the whole thing with Bruce and Billy Joel is that Bruce is New Jersey, (laughs) Billy Joel's Long Island. They got the rivalry. This does sound like really cool. This is what it sounds like when people describe like sports rivalries. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, what like, the fuck are you talking? All right. <laughs> and it's but you know I, I understand if I was from that region. Woof! This is the big leagues. <laughs> well, and you're not going to believe this, but sometimes people from the East Coast are really proud to be where they're East from. East Coasters, yeah. yeah. Billy Joel is geography. fantastic. Sure, um, I do. I am a fan. To be clear. And you loved his new song. And liked I it. loved it. <laughs> was, I thought it was fine. It's called, I man, it had a dementia adjacent title. Yep. It's called Turn the Lights Back On. <laughs> that's dementia adjacent. Yeah. I, Katie, my, that's my friend. <laughs> we went to one of the first Bruce concerts together with. April 2008. And she was like, did you watch the Billy Joel performance? I was like, can't say that I did. She's like, it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear and it. And she's seen him a bunch in Madison Square Garden and, and loved him a lot more. Before, yeah. Before she loved Bruce. But yeah. Yeah. I almost wish they hadn't told me so many times, like, he hasn't debuted a new song in forever. This is a really big deal. You know, yada, yeah. yada. And then, like, let's play all of his incredible string of hits. And then and have then open the door. <laughs> That's dementia, Jason. <laughs> Please. Please. Whose door is this? <laughs> Let me go pee. <laughs> oh, I gotta run away. Nothing is different. <laughs> with nothing is different. <laughs> His voice sounds great. Yeah. 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 Um, Yes, he hasn't put out a new song in 31 years. Yeah, so they were like really hyping it up. So then by the time he sang it, my expectations were like way too mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. Um, loved uh, Miley's performance. I thought it was... Come on, you know the song. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's such a star. Um, and I guess we should talk about Taylor. Now, this is interesting because... Here, here's here's the theory I saw that I like the most. 
which is wow. You know, because a lot of people were speculating, oh, Reputation's Taylor's version's coming out. Turns out no. And then she accepted Album of the Year Award and then she announced her new album, Department of Dead. Deadbeat Losers. Losers. <laughs> Department of Dumb Pussies. Pussies. <laughs> What's it called? Department of Poets. Tortured Poets. Tortured Poets Department. Tor- tortured the Tortured Poets Department. Poets Department. I, w- I generally wasn't like pretending to not know. Oh, you weren't? <laughs> I, I knew tor- someone was tortured. I knew it was Tortured Poets. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, She announced it. And it kind of... The re- the reception, even in the room, was like... Huh? Yeah. So it felt like a little too flexy or mean girl or whatever. And then I saw a tweet that saying something along the lines of, guys, she's turning public opinion against her just like it was right before Reputation. Uh, before Reputation, Taylor's, you know, like the 5D chess version of that. Well, <laughs> yeah, think, she's purposely courting bad press like yeah. Taylor loves. <laughs> There's that video of her and Boy Genius backstage where she's being extraordinarily obnoxious. Oh, I haven't seen this. It's so interesting. Julian Baker is crying. And she's like, yeah, I thought we were going to have a fun photo shoot. And then that happened when Phoebe Bridger said rotten piss to the ex-Grammys guy who was, you know, accused of sexual misconduct and said women just need to do better. And then Taylor's like, yeah, I thought we were going to just have a fun time here. And then that happened. And then she's trying to joke around with the video. So bizarre. What? Wait, send that to me. I will. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. On uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, Beyond the Blinds, mm-hmm. one of the hosts had a theory that Taylor, just the amount of missteps Taylor made that night was like unusual for mm-hmm. her. And that to the host, it reminded her of when white girls do cocaine. Wow. And this is you know, very alleged, obviously. Yeah. Know. I don't know what it's like to be on cocaine. I don't sure. Like necessarily. People said this about her at the VMAs, right? Yeah. Oh, they had, did. Like, a little cokey vibe. Yeah, but it would make sense. It it did make a little more sense of like all the things she did that night that were like really weird, like dragging Lana to the stage, mm-hmm. not saying hello to Celine Dion, was, and then that was bizarre. Being weird to Boy Genius, like yeah. things that normally I feel like she's really good at, like keeping tight. You know, it's like she's running for president for the rest of her life. Yeah. And this was her dean scream, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. In a way, if you think about it, never forget. Kind of her dean scream. Having twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah tough beat for her that night very strange um yeah and then like debuting this new look but it was like kind of bad um i'm also like curious what the strategy is lately because taylor's usually very aware of overexposure for herself and yeah. how people like very much start to hate her when she's like winning a lot in public a lot. I know a little something about winning a lot. <laughs> yeah. Kevin loves, well, Kevin usually loves winning. Um, I usually but, love epic winning. Yeah. So between like the Travis Kelsey PR, the tour, which is still going on, mm-hmm. the Grammys win, and then now a, another new album right on the tail of her old album that she's still touring. 
from last year, I guess. So I don't know if you can anticipate that level. It's a lot. It's like too much. And usually I feel like she kind of knows when to like pare it down a little bit. Maybe we'll get no Taylor for like two years after this. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. Or she's just like, screw it. I'm just going to go whole hog and my fans will be fine and I don't care anymore. That doesn't seem like her. (laughs) So I don't know. I really, yeah, I, I can't tell. I feel like this moment won't be the same 14 months from now, right? Like new album on the way and Super Bowl and two, like that mm-hmm. just literally won't be the case. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Knows? It's so interesting always to talk about what she's doing because you know how strategic she is. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't just like, she is like a politician. Like she doesn't just do things. Because she feels like it or because it's a natural expression of her heart. (laughs) Well, but 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 that's my thought sometimes is like, what if she does have impulsive decisions sometimes that could be kind of like collate into this larger, more um intentional Uh framework that then they kind of blend into the same thing. Yeah. I would say like Maddie Healy falls in that category. Right. Cause that was like a bad idea, inexplicable, too public. Too Someone racist. <laughs> yeah, too racist. <laughs> Not good PR. Um, and then, but then she stopped it like right away right. once everyone started paying attention. You know, which of these? So maybe right. songs sounds like it's going to be the best. Sixteen songs, which perhaps is too many. Fortnite featuring Post Malone. <laughs> The tortured poets department. My only boy. My boy only breaks his favorite toys. Down bad. So long, London. But daddy, I love him. Fresh out the slammer. Florida with three exclamation points. Guilty of sin? Question mark. Who's afraid of little old me? Question. Mark. Oh my god. I can fix in parentheses. No, really, I can't. Kevin, stop. L O M L. I can do it with a broken heart. The smallest man who ever lived. <laughs> present the alchemy or clara bow which to you sounds like that's going to be my favorite track from the album (laughs) every time i hear a post malone song it's on accident and Mm -hmm. then i love it and then i find out it's post malone and then i get so mad you said this on wow or now i did (laughs) yes i think it's uh i think it's gonna be fortnite fortnite (laughs) and it's fortnite Uh, 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 uh. And Jack Antonoff is back. I'm you know, scared. I I'm usually pro jacking. I don't know if I'm. I don't think Taylor should be jacking so much. Jacking off. Jacking yeah. Antonoff. Too I much. think Antonoff needs to take off, perhaps from this phase of her career. He was working on Bruce Springsteen's wife Patty Scalfa's newest album. Go back and work on that, what? Jack. Yeah. Well, huh. imagine you're like. Hero and love of your life says, Yeah, can you do my wife's album? Hey, can you help with my wife's album? He's You're like, not going to say no. Yeah, what else do you want me to do? I'll shine your shoe. You know, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Fair point. I took a little bit of notice at the CCM portion of it, of the awards. Best contemporary Christian music performance and song. So they, they do still, you know, they used to have more genres and more like splits for this category. And now, they basically just have contemporary Christian music album, song, and gospel album song, and then Roots gospel album song, which is 
you know, vocal gospel. Gaither Vocal Band's got a, a Grammy nominee in no. the year 2024. Baruch. Shine, the darker the night, the brighter the light. <laughs> Blind Boys of Alabama won Best Roots Gospel Album. Wow. But I just thought it would be interesting to see the nominees, to hear the nominees this yeah, year. Yeah, let's hear who's, so this, who's at the top of the game. So this did not win, but of course, The Bagel. The Bagel. The Bagel didn't win? No. Which, anytime she's nominated for anything, it's very odd that she won't win. She didn't win album or song. Bagel's in her flop. Yeah, the bagel needs a little more schmear on it if she wants the Academy's favor. Uh, So, Thank God I Do was her song. God Problems was the song, another song nominated for Best Contemporary Christian Song of the Year. If you got a God-sized problem, he can solve. Caroline, how long do you think this song is? Is this live? It sure sounds like it. Yeah. I'm scared. Is it like nine minutes long? How long is it? It's nine minutes and 51 seconds long. Are you kidding? I'll I'll fast forward to minute 630. So very praise and worship with a little bit of gospel mention. So that was a nominee. Uh, okay, I'm hyped. Another song, Love Me Like I Am. And this is a band, King and Country, who we've heard a little bit before, featuring Jordan Sparks, who we may remember oh. from American Idol. She's pivoted to Christian stuff. Oh, really? A little unstable. This is like the new butt rock sound. You know, this is like 2020's butt rock. This butt rock. Like it's the whisper. It it's a whispered white man of like it's mm-hmm. a it's a heavy sound. This is a white man who's like, where's my hug? <laughs> we got firm foundation, parentheses, he won't by Cody Carnes, which is a little more Cody Carnes. Hi, I'm Cody Corn. Here we go. This is home. The rock I don't hate his voice. Dave. He he feels a little more like uh oh gosh. Uh Vance Joy. Little Vance Joy to me. That's his mind guy. It sounds like AI. <laughs> what part of this sounds like AI? <laughs> and then we also have a song. By an artist I'd never heard of before named Blessing Offer. Have you heard of Blessing Offer before? Blessing Offer Pants. <laughs> no, I haven't oh, heard blessing, of it. All right. Blessing Offer. So you catch me when I, I did her first, And you hear me when He's I a Nigerian born gospel and CCM and singer, songwriter, ah. composer. So That's notably, he was born know. with. Only he was blind. He was born blind in one eye. I was dead. He's gay. He's blind. (laughs) I wasn't trying to do that. Gracious me. Oh my God. He was born with limited vision in the other eye as well due to glaucoma. Uh, And he started composing music on piano when he was young. 
learning from Stevie Wonder, Sam Cooke, his musical influences, moved to Nashville, was on The Voice in season seven, and now he has oh. this whole gospel career. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's, a voice produced CCM artist. Yeah, that is, I haven't heard of that before. I guess Jordan Sparks. Yeah, it's like the voice. That's the path. American Idol of, yeah, of now. Huh. In 2023, he created a single with fellow Christian singer Toby Mac called The Goodness. The goatee. <laughs> the goatee himself. And then the winner of CCM Song of the Year was the winner of Album of the Year as well. It's Lecrae with the song yeah. Your Power, which is him featuring Tasha Cobb's Lenny singing the hook so i'll fast forward a little bit so it's so interesting that this is mainstream ccm this that is fascinating this is not it's not the bagel congrats to lecrae like yeah. what a coup for him it's about time he's 44 yeah he's not young rappers are old now isn't that funny like jay-z's like 95 how old is he basically Jay-Z's in his 50s. Yeah, he's he's up there. Um, Lecrae looked really good. Yeah? At the Grammys. Why is this another edition of Smash or Pass CCM? <laughs> I thought, okay, so wh- who was the feature? You said Tasha, Tasha Cobbs. Tasha Cobbs. Yeah. So they were on the red carpet together. I thought that was his girlfriend maybe, but I think it, it is Tasha. This Are is, they dating? This is Tasha Cobbs. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's not her. Okay. Because yeah. this girl's on stage with him, too. Okay, I just need to find out who she is. Hey. It's a simple thing I can it's do. It's either his girlfriend, <laughs> wife, daughter, mom, friend, <laughs> featured artist. She's just really beautiful. Backup so I'm like, who is that? Maybe it's his publicist. I don't know. But those six songs know. represent where we are now in 2024, which I just think is so funny. Fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of like some hearkening to other times and then... Some long overdue rap. And now if I were to put in, okay, 45th Annual Grammy Awards. This was in the year 2003. Who was the nominees in the same category? Let's see. Contemporary uh, gospel album. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, you know, back then they had best contemporary gospel album, best rock gospel album, traditional soul gospel album. Contemporary soul gospel. They had so many splits. Wow. Even in 2003, just 21 years ago. They were like, we need to kill this category. Yep. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Yeah, the nominees in 2003 were New Song, The Christmas Shoes, True Vibe, (laughs) See the Lights. (laughs) Wow. Jars of Clay won for the 11th hour. In 98, it was Anointed, Gary Chapman, Petra, Vanessa Williams. Yeah, just a different time, different time. I'm I'm surprised about Lauren Daigle. I mean, I guess she got nominated, so she's mm-hmm. still like in the game, but Oh, you know that I, bagel's not giving up. Bagel's not giving up, it's giving everything. She's gonna bike to the next Grammy. <laughs> her look, her Grammy's look. You sent it to me immediately as soon as you saw it. <laughs> and I do encourage the listeners. I think some people in the in my Instagram DMs were like, Hey, have you seen Lauren Daigle at the Grammys? And I was like, I have no. Lauren. Babadook Daigle. Um, yeah, she's the Babadook. She's like white New Orleans Babadook. Of the which CCM actually, world. I guess for her, because she is from New Orleans, is culturally appropriate. Is she from New Orleans? Did, did is we... she from? I think she is. Yeah. 
She's from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Okay. So, you know, well, you know. Bayou. It says here she was, quote, born in the swamp. <laughs> and it doesn't say anything beyond that. <laughs> this, born in the swamp was. This is awesome. On her Wikipedia, you usually see things like career, discography, personal life. This has music career, tour, discography awards. It also has a section I've never seen on anyone's Wikipedia before. And it says, thoughts. What? <laughs> thoughts. And it was about the COVID-19 thing. They, will, they should name it Daigle Bites. Yeah, that's the new category. All right. Well, as much as I'd love to keep talking about Lauren Daigle, we got to talk about another icon in Christianity, the Cristiano Brothers. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. I said that so weird. Dive back into the topic. Dive into the topic. Pokemon, dive into the topic with my hot sauce in my bag. Wait. We didn't talk about, I know this is kind of old now, but like the yeah. recent Hillary news. Oh, man. Do you, do you have any, do you have a statement? We don't have to talk about it if you, if it's too painful. <laughs> I, here, here's, here's my take on the news. What Caroline is referring to is that Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie were not, were both nominated for Oscars. But they were not nominated, Margot Robbie, for acting. And Greta Gerwig was not nominated for directing for the movie Barbie. Uh, and Hillary Clinton, as a condolence, <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was going around that like, oh, they were snubbed, they were shut out. And I think Robbed. I think there was genuinely a misunderstanding. I think people just glanced at a headline and thought, oh, these ladies are going home with nothing. When in reality, the movie was nominated for eight Oscars and they were both nominated. They are both Oscar nominees. So Hillary Clinton on January 24th, 2024, tweets, Greta and Margot, while it can sting to win the box office but not take home the gold, your millions of fans love you. You're both so much more than Kenneth. <laughs> Hashtag Hillary Barbie. <laughs> Which if you can imagine for me, oh. if you know me, if you know what I care about, 
if you know what I love, you understand that for me, this was Christmas. This was my birthday. This was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, St. Patrick's Day, 4th of July, all (laughs) in one. This day on social media and the queen of dork losers saying this shit about something she barely understands was one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed in my life. (laughs) Coming out of the woodwork. She said, no blonde loser is going to go unheard of or unremarked upon by this one. Israel, Palestine, I don't have much to say about that. It's hard to say. Really complicated situation. (laughs) But you know what I got to say? Hashtag Hillary Barbie. I forgot I said hashtag Hillary Barbie. That's the best part of it. Hashtag Hillary Barbie. Man. So I was. What does that mean? I was you know? trading texts all day and memes with friends. Hashtag Hillary Argyle. Hashtag <laughs> Hillary Wonka. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Hashtag <laughs> Timothy Wonka. Timothy Chalamet. While it can sting to make a lot of chocolate and not take home the box office. The golden ticket. <laughs> the take on the gold ticket. Your thousands of fans will love you. <laughs> what you've done is oh a work God. of pure imagination. Hashtag Hillary Wonka. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh my God. Just the funniest wow. shit I like. Was it? Oh, uh, at Boney Soup, so a woman named Sarah on Twitter said, Imagine you're Margot Robbie, actor and movie producer. You've made one of the biggest films of the year, for which you're nominated for Best Picture. Hillary Clinton logs on to offer you public condolences, giving you a sad side hug with the stink of loser all over it. <laughs> Failed former presidential candidate leans in and makes eye contact, breathing 100% carbon monoxide directly into your lungs. Us girls can't just get ahead, can we? That's my take. It was just what a what a beautiful and and it's such an encapsulation of (laughs) hashtag Hillary Dune. (laughs) She thinks Dune is the name of the character. (laughs) Dear Dune. Even though the spice didn't flow your way this year, you've wormed your way into our hearts. Hashtag Hillary Dune. Well, and also the thing that Sorry. people pointed out that I I didn't realize on first read is like, she's she's alluding to the fact of, I know what it's like to win the popular vote and not win the election. That's what that means. It could sting to win the box office but not take home the gold. So she's saying literally anyone who wins is Trump. <laughs> at the <laughs> That is really funny. It's so silly. Oppenheimer I, is kind of Trump. You're so anti-Oppenheimer I'm, in a way. It's that, just true. I don't, get it. I don't care. <laughs> I think that's, that's so dumb. Gosh. I mean, it was that was, wow. that was my favorite day in forever. Okay. And I, mm. yeah, I'll continue to... Man, there were just so many good memes that day. I can't look them all up now. 
Hashtag Hillary Barry's like, what <laughs> Hillary, what do you think that means, honey? Like what, what, what are you actually? Natalie yeah. and Julianne, while it can think to win the box <laughs> office, but not take home the goal, your millions Dink. of fans will love you. One day you will have enough hot dogs. Hashtag Hillary December. <laughs> Oh my god. Her like the like oh, the gross <laughs> what is the word I'm looking for? Like evoking the number of fans. To, it's just so oh, it's so slobbery and weird and funny. It's bizarre. Yeah, fantastic. And and just I, I don't want my politicians to know anything about popular culture. I know. I don't want any of our bureaucrats to know. Kanye versus Taylor or Barbie versus off at like get out of here. That's not what you're here for. <laughs> you got one more? Hashtag Hillary Flash. <laughs> That's an old one. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm sorry I didn't let you talk about that when it as it happened. Oh, I'm glad we covered it now. Thanks for teaming me up. Of course. But speaking of another work of Cinematic Genius, it's time to talk about. Crime of the age. Yeah. Crime of the age. So we've been on a little Cristiano kick mm-hmm. on on the PCAST. Fun. As this comes out, you will have heard our Heaven is for Reels of the 1987 youth film they made called The Pretender. I wish a guy kind of pretends to be a Christian, even though he's not. And this is a whodunit in the style of Agatha Christie, <laughs> a mystery in which... Someone has stolen a book at a church camp called How to Become a Christian. (laughs) How to Become a Christian has been stolen. A detective is called to the scene to figure it out. Uh, And it kind of runs through a cast of characters. Yeah. uh, the, The detective, where was it shot? It was shot in... Alabama? Butthole Alabama. <laughs> I mean, it, it might have been Butthole Alabama. Sorry, no disrespect to Alabama. Where, Just uh, whatever this town was. Well, what's funny is that one, one of the gentlemen who was in the movie is the top YouTube comment on the video. Oh, my God. I read this. Yes. A little bit of Hollywood magic behind the oh scenes. It, it's, it's just so funny. I kept thinking it was going to be like this whole scoop. So the Christiana brothers, just like to refresh people, we talked about Pamela's Prayer, we talked about Second Glance, and then The Pretender, and we're, I guess we're just, go, we're gonna do it all, I guess is what we're finding. This is what this podcast is for. They were twin brothers out of Waterloo, New York. They drove, they drove out to Hollywood, California, big dreams of making it big, blah, blah, blah. Kind of they, a Father Stew story. Oh yeah, it was this, this, this Hillary is based Stew. on this. <laughs> Hillary I know what it's like <laughs> to be wicked smart and a past at the same time. Stay prayed up. Hashtag Hillary Stew. So they're twins. One of them, I believe, is six minutes older than the other. They did not, they were not raised Christian. But they, the, more than anyone, like uh, like uh, artists that we've covered on the show, they are perhaps the most evangelical and didactic in their filmmaking mm-hmm. than like the Irwin brothers or any of the other like faith-based stuff. Unless it's like 
like it's a, it is the closest to propaganda in which it's it's literally <laughs> this is only meant to be shown in church context. House of God. They're they're not leaving any room for error, no interpretation or possible misunderstanding. So they didn't grow up Christian either. They were converted like later in their life. Uh, in 1979, as Dave recalls, I was attending Arkansas. Oh, they must have shot this film in Arkansas. I met a girl. We started dating early in the relationship. She asked me if I'd ever received Jesus in my heart. She told me the gospel. At the time, I had no idea what she was talking about. She gave me a little book entitled, So What's the Difference? Then someone stole it. No, he didn't say that. This book showed me the different religions of the world. I compared them to the Bible. I saw how important the spiritual aspect of my life was and began to check into this thing. Into these things. I became a Christian in March of 79 at the age of 22. This changed my whole direction in life. So it was for, it was classic. She saved him. He did. She, to, to convert. And, Story. And then he shared the truth with his brother, Rich, who also began to share the scriptures. And then they moved to Jonesboro, Arkansas, entered mass communications. They were planning to study teaching uh, and get a job pursuing filmmaking on the side. And then they started doing sort of films that they could then distribute for church release. The Daylight Zone, The Pretender, Crime of the Age. And then other ones like The Appointment. We haven't watched that. I'm sure we will at some point. Uh, A powerful presentation of the gospel uh, in which uh, someone has an appointment to see whether they're going to die or go to hell or not. Which will be really fun to talk about when we get there. The crime of the age is a whodunit taking place at a church camp. Someone steals uh, a book, not a Bible, but how to become a Christian. I'll let the characters of the film narrate what happened. Now, let me see if I've got this straight. Last night, your How to Become a Christian book was on your desk, but when you came in this morning, it was gone. And the only people at the camp right now are your six staff members. Hmm. Just might be. Might be what? Director, do you know what this could mean? No, what? One of your staff members might not be a Christian. No. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Is there anyone else around who could have taken the book? No. Then it has to be. One of your staff members is not a Christian. Okay. So, Caroline. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> this movie's 32 minutes long. You can watch it on YouTube if you want to at home. Watch, watch along if, if you must, if you, if you want to. There's something special to me about this one. Okay. Which is not to say there's something good about it, <laughs> but there's something very special. It's a, it's a whodunit in which someone stole a book called How to Become a Christian, which means if they stole it, they want to become a Christian, and a Christian wouldn't steal. And there's something so interesting to me about this time of filmmaking, run and gun stuff, shooting on film rather than video, blah, blah, blah. But it's clear that there's something here that's not just boring, even though much of this 32-minute film is boring and quite repetitive. And you could argue the, the detective, as played by Keith Salter, has the same conversation Five times. Mm-hmm. Six times. Six times. And I do have a question for you, Carolyn. Do you like carrots? <laughs> I kill myself. <laughs> I do like carrots. 
There's something so interesting to me, though, about like they're clearly aping genre. They're trying to do a noir thing. The, yeah. Like, yes. No. Yes. Da ba da. Run and gun. Da da da. Ba ba ba. It looked fine. But when I got over to my desk, I noticed it. The book was gone. The book was gone. The book was gone. So that sort of mm-hmm. rat a tat tat. <laughs> almost like if Aaron Sorkin Actually, hit his head. Actually, it's more like rat ta tat tat. tat. <laughs> And as soon as Aaron Sorkin hit his head, like hit his head like real bad, and he's like, "No, I'm still good, guys." Here. I'll put put the keys under these fingers. The social network. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. Emma, cut that part out so I can use it. Social <laughs> social network might be good. So the whole thing is he's he's questioning these people, which the staff includes a lifeguard, a nurse, a cook, a coach, a secretary, and a groundskeeper. You're right; it is six. I was homeschooled. <laughs> the immortal phrase that's easy to script get grades when you're skipping whole subjects, Caroline said to me on a second service episode. <laughs> hey, you're, you're a smart man. There's between 14 and 90 billion people <laughs> in this. I don't know, 11 D. It's okay. You don't remember small details, but. But what's it getting at? Because he interviews. All these people, and it's very, like, in the mold of the genre of questions everybody. They have an alibi. Yes, everyone, the exact same questions. Uh And there's something that's true of all of them that's like a flaw in their faith. Right. There's a flaw in their Christianity in some ways. And Caroline, just to condense it for our listeners and for us so we don't have to fully relive it, I've put it together in a super cut. Thank God. Yeah. So this is basically everyone talks to him in a certain way of like, oh, yeah, well, here's where I was. And I was doing this. So I I didn't, you know, steal this book. And he said, oh, but you're a Christian. So you pray a lot. And they say something along the lines. No, I don't feel like I need to pray because God's going to do what he's going to do. So I don't need to pray. And then he's like, a Christian doesn't need to pray. That's interesting. Each of these characters reveals something about the Christian life where it's like, you're not doing Christianity the exact right way. They give us a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. They may not be a Christian at all. Right. Yes, that that is the intention of it. Is it's, it's a little pebble in your shoe of like, well, maybe they're not a Christian because what Christian could not pray? What Christian could not go to go church? To church? Yeah. So here's, I hope the supercut goes off. I actually didn't play it back before I... Finish it. So here, let's listen to it. Hmm. That's odd. 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 This is triggering. Not concerned about sin. Christian who doesn't read the Bible. A Christian who doesn't witness. A Christian who doesn't pray. A Christian who only listens to music. Interesting. 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 (laughs) Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a little Guantanamo Bay stuff. <laughs> yeah, do you have a wet towel? <laughs> I mean, that's why this movie is so special because it's truly bizarre. It's, oh, my God. It's not It's not entertaining in the traditional sense. Um, no, I wouldn't say they follow the rule of threes, for example. It feels um, Lynchian in some ways. It, <laughs> it feels, does. It feels genuinely surrealist in a way that is... 
impossible to capture in 2024. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Totally. Well, I think as I was watching it, I was like, this is simply supposed to be a church play. Yeah. A skit they do at youth group night or for something special on a Sunday service. Like, this isn't a movie. This is like one of those dumb scripts that like didn't or was basically public domain (laughs) passed around to churches that like any dad could be cast in, you know, that felt very the vibe of this thing, Mm -hmm. whatever you call this. Sure. I guess it's a short film. Technically, it's an art film. It's an art house. <laughs> They're screening at the New Beverly. Hunt guard. Yeah. You want to see it at the MoMA. It's quite experimental. Yeah. So then eventually he rounds up all the subject. And then there was a carrot left at the scene that was bitten. And so he ends every conversation with each suspect saying, do you like carrots? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. Or not really. Like, yeah, I like carrots. So any of them could be linked to it. They all witness each other going to the scene of the crime as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, this was a perfect Poirot of like kind of they all did it. Well, and they're trying to do parody. They yeah. the, the aim I hear is that this is corny. This is goofy. We're in on the joke, nudge, nudge, like yeah. tongue in cheek right. uh, for this, which is why they're talking in that stilted affected way and. But that's what makes it so odd to me because it's so distancing because it's like distance within a distance of you're doing a subgenre parody within a propaganda film almost. So it's like hard to tell like you are kidding, right? Right. But you're not about uh, these Christians and what they should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And also weird to. um. I guess for this time, for this genre, for a propaganda film to like almost poke fun about whether or not someone is saved, Mm -hmm. which is usually a very serious matter, right? Like this is something we will bear down on. But for him to kind of playfully being like, hmm, a Christian that only listens to music or whatever, you know, would be like, I don't know, (laughs) just to question the veracity of everyone's faith Mm -hmm. uh, in this particular way. It is definitionally like one of those people where it's like, you're kidding, right? But their face is so... We won't do this, right? They're so (laughs) stony-faced that you cannot discern (laughs) their intention. And um, whenever a staff member, you know, would state the reason that, you know, they're not quite Christian enough, um, unfortunately, I was like, the reasons are good. I get it. (laughs) Totally. The reasons make sense. Yeah, what what does the secretary say? Oh, um, the nurse says, uh, he asked, because she's walking around Mm -hmm. thinking, and he was like, because you are praying, right? And she says, I don't pray, I meditate. And uh, he's like, you don't pray about anything? And she says, no, God's going to do what God's going to do no matter what I say. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's fair. Got him there? I think (laughs) who I resonate with most, the chef. Three pairs of socks when he plays. Three pairs, I tell you. And if that isn't enough, I saw him going to the director's office late last night. Hmm. I'll be sure and have a talk with him. Uh, Just to keep all of the uh, ingredients in order, uh, where were you last night? This is too boring for me to keep playing. It's so painful. Um, The coach being like, I don't go to church. His reason is it's boring and people go there out of obligation. And Caroline's palming her fist, tears in her <laughs> I was eyes. Like, Finally. 
be seen to see myself. Um, and then the groundskeeper is like, why is this such a big deal that someone stole a bug? Mm-hmm. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Why is the law involved in this? You know, literally, yeah. Talking fun at the premise of it, I guess, but it is like, and then his takeaway is like, hmm, a Christian that's not concerned about sin. And the whole point of this is, don't you want someone to, to steal, steal that, that book? book? Yes. yes. So it just kind of terminates on itself. That, uh-huh. But I do love so eventually. There's the there's the sort of what what do you call it the drawing room denouement where they all gather together in the way of Poirot or uh, you know a, a Blanc would be like and then this person did this and then I noticed this and he puts it all together he makes a there's kind of an accusation fake out with the director um, where he's like going after he's like the director stole it because of blah 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 da 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 that would have been cool he's going at him two. right on page two it says a Christian is a person who lives their life for Jesus that's what a Christian is a person who lives for Jesus that's right on page two no that's page one and then the chef confessed Aww. he confesses to the crime what was his rationale again because everyone's like holy Yes, it is. It is on page one, my mistake. An excellent acting job, director. Yes, it is on page one. But there's only one way you could have known that. I I was desperate. I've always liked music, and I thought by listening to Christian music, I could understand how to become a Christian. This is me before creating GCF with you. (laughs) (laughs) When I went into the office that night... I was looking for a book about songs in the Bible, but I saw the book and I looked at it, but I didn't take it then. I just gave a when little I went sniff. back to my room, I couldn't get to sleep and I got hungry. So you came down for something to eat, a snack like a carrot, and from the kitchen back to your room, you had to pass by the director's office. I didn't want to wake anybody up, so I brought my flashlight. I flashlight? went to your office, director. <laughs> I had to look at it again. I do it, it quietly. I was going to ask permission, but I just quietly, had to read it right son. then. Trust so me. I took it. And then I felt guilty about taking the book, and I got scared. Wait, there's a cute moment coming up. And so when you left, you accidentally dropped part of your carrot. Yeah, I guess I did. Been there, brother. I went back to my room, and I read the whole book. But I still don't understand it. I need for someone to tell me how to really become a Christian. Everyone just quietly leaves. <laughs> well, it's lunch. <laughs> but then instead they no say, time. reaction shot, reaction shot, reaction shot. And then finally, I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how you can know the Lord. Hey, I'll show you how right from the Bible. I'll pray with you. We can pray together. This Sunday, me and you, we're going to church together. Hey, man. First thing you got to do, Got to deal with that sin. <laughs> that flashlight sin. <laughs> First thing we got, we got to clean that sucker out. I mean, I know it's been months. I can smell that thing from I here. No, it's been there for you. So that's the denouement. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you stole. So we're going to help you become a Christian. It's just so, it's weirdly 
not didactic because I don't know what the message is. Yeah. Other than like you can definitely root out and be suspicious of non-Christians in your midst and that will save them. And and you're you're so right to point out like they are taking this very light the the, the sort of like po face well we do we are concerned for people's souls and things. They make fun of it at the very end. The last shot of the movie is a is a Jim Halpert. But all right, director. Where he looks at the <laughs> camera right. and says, Hold it, director. Huh? Hold on just a second. What is it? Out there in the audience, I sense something. What's wrong? Watching this film, somebody didn't like it. Oh, this is terrible. Hmm. Urgh, terrible. That's odd. A Christian who didn't like this film. Interesting. Excuse me. So then the implications are a Christian if they didn't like this film which is like a self-aware gag but you're right it is making fun of the whole drive of it uh-huh. if it's like we need to be discerning of who's actually a Christian who's not but if you didn't like this you're, the, the idea of like if you didn't like this you're not a Christian <laughs> you don't like is this funny. corny ass shit yeah <laughs> if you don't like this stupid there's no way Alabama ass it was probably Arkansas <laughs> sorry Alabama I like Alabama it's a spot for Alabama Alabama we love Alabama. Uh, and to all of our Alabama listeners, we hear you. We see you. We smell we, you. We can definitely smell you. Oh, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I have nothing against Alabama. Again, I don't know why I'm coming for it. When was the last time you were there? Um, Man, I don't think I've ever been to Alabama. Really? Unfortunately. Yeah. I'd like to go. Why not? I'm just... Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hater. Man, with this one, there's just so much to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I like... I lived a thousand lives watching this 30-minute movie. How long did it take you for real? It took me a good hour and a half. Uh, yeah, may- maybe not. Maybe 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. Do- I was. Being and I good. was clipping things too, but I was like, Ooh, this was <laughs> something. Oh, we really went through something. I felt like I was this. at church, like being forced to watch this, and it was going on, and everyone around me is like laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. At like Elder Dan being the coach, and, I, and me being like, I'm, I think I'm dying inside. <laughs> it kept going on and on. That's I, how I felt. I wonder what the experience was at the time because the Christiana brothers would go on, you know, to make they they made those short films, Daylight Zone, Pretender, Crime of the Age, The Appointment. And then they made Pamela's Prayer, Me and You, Us Forever. Uh, (laughs) You know, they make a movie called The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry. Amazing Love, The Story of Hosea. A Matter of Faith. The Story of Hosea is starring one Mr. Sean Astin. Samwise Gamgee. I think these guys are rich. I can't. I don't don't think so. Maybe they're Alabama rich, okay? They got a, you know, little little cottage industry here. Can I tell you something? I, this memory came to mind after I was telling you my little arc with like ticket stubs and going home and stuff. My mom saved all of my ticket stubs from going to the movies yeah. from 20 plus years ago. I have a ticket stub for a movie in 2002 called Time Changer. Time Changer is a Christiana Brothers movie okay. about a doctor in the 1800s who uses his late father's time machine to send his colleague from 1890 into the early 21st century to tell them about Christianity. What? Wait, I, huh? I saw this in the theaters. 
they use a time machine to go into the future to say, you need to have Christian principles and morals because if you don't, society will go to shit. You'd really think they'd go to the future to get some good medication for cancer. No, no, not that. They don't need that <laughs> at that point. But I saw this in a movie theater. My ticket stub is for the same day I saw a movie called Punch Drunk Love. So I don't know if that uh, was a double feature day for me. You're going through it that day. I know. But I, I 100% for sure saw this movie. Wow. Already. And that's a Cristiano Brothers movie? It is. It is definitely a Cristiano Brothers movie. Mm. And their next movie uh, it's has been produced and is planned to be released in January 2025. Caroline, it's called A Time to Dance. The synopsis for this is, a, and this is a full-length movie. They've graduated from Do You Like Carrots? Like, they're doing way more yeah. sophisticated stuff now. The synopsis is a female attorney in family law who is also a ballroom dancer tries to solve a mysterious case of a happily married couple getting a divorce. What? <laughs> what? Okay. I don't know what about that is included to you. I'm fascinated. She's trying to solve the case of why someone's getting a divorce. And she's single? I mean, we're going to have to watch and find out. Well, she wouldn't have a job if she was married. They have a movie from 2021 called Mind Reader about a mentalist in the 1970s with a strong evangelical message. <laughs> They have a mind reader. A movie called "Play the Flute" uh, flute <laughs> about a new youth director who takes over an indifferent, lukewarm youth group in hopes of them getting serious about the Bible and their relationship with the Lord. They have a sort of inspirational sports trilogy: "Remember the Goal," "The Perfect Race," and "Always a Winner." So mm. they have works. It's mm. a rich tapestry here. We need to bring Carrie Poppy back one. We should. She is the expert. I ran into her the other day and she wanted to come back. Okay, great. Maybe for the lawyer dance. Yeah. But there's something about their films. Like, they're so strange, but also so simple at the same time. You know, their understanding, their vision of faith, it's very clear. No one's doing it like them. Yeah. Truly, no one is. Uh, Amazing Love. Uh... Sean, oh, that's the sh- one Sean a- Aston was in, Book of Hosea. Sharp part, partially on location in Israel. Uh, matter of faith. Christian girl attends college her freshman years and is influenced by her evolutionist biology professor. And the hits go on from there. Wow. The, the hits go on. I want to know what the secrets of Jonathan Sperry are at some point. But for now, Caroline, we got to give it the... Or the or the space between. What do you think, Caroline? Um, I think this is a good space between movie. You know, there's something <laughs> strange about it, but something interminable about it too. There's an energy. I really, I'm not trying to exaggerate or have a take for the pot. There's a an uncapturable energy. Yeah. In this, that is just in so intriguing to me. This is like the ring. Like you have to pass this around and like you have to watch it to experience and understand. It's dull. It's boring. It's no good. But it is fascinating. (laughs) Just because something's not good doesn't mean it's not interesting. Yeah. Just because it's not entertaining doesn't mean it might be worth your attention. So yeah. Okay. Let's give it. Oh, Dave, you can sing out. Come on. (laughs) You got a little shy. And now it's time to uh, 
you know, turn into a more worshipful space. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, that'd be cool if we could do like a synth remake of City Lights. City Lights keep on shining, shining. I want to hear the Jurassic Park thing slow down 3,000% and it's beautiful. Uh, You've heard that before, right? Yeah. Like, those kind of washy pads. We're dimming the lights in here. We're lighting the candles. We're here to not promote ourselves or our projects, but lift them up to the Lord. And maybe something we're enjoying in secular culture. We'll start with Caroline. You can lift me up at Caroline's Farts and coming off the heels of her Grammy win, I'll lift up Victoria Monet. Her album, Jaguar 2. Oh, yeah. I thought her, Jaguar is great. her speech was lovely. It was great. Yeah. And um, I, <laughs> I only became aware of her, embarrassed to say this, because Ariana Grande did a song with her like a couple years ago. And she's been like a, a songwriter for Ariana for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's like been around forever and been great forever. But so it's nice to see her get her moment. Happy for her. Victoria Monet. Mm-hmm. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. And especially on, what's the new plot? Oh, Blue Sky. Guys, keep following me on Blue Sky. <laughs> where I, t- I tweet about a dream I had every four months. It's all, I Do only, you really? I only put my dreams there. Are you still tweeting? Yeah, but it's not good. Okay. On Twitter? Yeah. Huh. But I still go. You still make a friend there sometimes. I'll lift up a movie I saw called... The Promised Land. Have you heard of The Promised Land? No. The Promised Land is a new movie starring Mads Mikkelsen, one of the most beautiful men who's ever lived. True. It's a Danish movie directed by Nikolai Arcel and written by him as well. And it's one of their... uh, It's their third collaboration together. It's like a Danish Western epic movie that I knew nothing about. Other than, ah, people said it was good. And it's like Mads Mikkelsen taking place in the 1800s. And literally the plot of the movie is he's trying to like tend to soil and land. There's an evil king that doesn't want him to do that. Or an evil tyrant. There's a king he's trying to serve. There's nobility. There's romance. There's outlaws. There's children. It was incredible. I was blown away by this movie. I had never heard of until two days ago. The original Danish title that they did not use for the American release is The Bastard. <laughs> or Bastardin, uh, I believe. Bastardin. And is it sad? N- not like, no, it's not like punishing okay. or anything. It's dramatic and very moving and violent in parts and a lot to take. But, ooh, it was so good watching him. Just watching that man's face mm. on the big screen. Mm. So watch The Promised Land. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash Good Christian Fun for more Good Christian Fun. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. Caroline, thanks for spending this time with me. What a lovely evening with you. What a lovely my evening. My friend. My good friend. And there's nothing left to say except for. Okay. I love you, Emma. Amen. Now watch this drive. Now watch this drive. What's this big book on your table here? Uh, I'd rather not say. Okay. And with that, let's go out with... (laughs) Happy days. Happy days. Happy days. Happy days. Happy days. Happy days.
that big book is wait you know what i'm gonna reveal to you the cover of it i want you to react on air oh my god <laughs> all right we'll see you next it already week. goodbye Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.